0: Unnamed Highwaymen. End of the night.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Brick Cave Blades. I am Smith, which is at DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. Other guy is not here with me uh, tonight because he's got a school fucking at work today. He's at unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, follow the podcast on both social medias at Brick a Blitz. I've got two previous guests with me today. Uh, who I can't even remember what you were on for last time. Was it just general, general shit chat?
2: I believe it We're was just a general Yeah, chit chat about the, yeah, yeah, like by the miners, about rookies. Bit of a prediction. Uh, covered the Giants a bit as well, didn't we? Uh,
1: well, I mean, speaking of predictions, Antonio was the only one out of all of us who got both of the championship games correct. What can I say,
0: man? Lives ball, that lad.
1: Lives ball. I'm yeah. ball. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tony and Mitch. Uh, do you want me to go Antonio or, uh, or Tony? What? What? I can't remember Whatever, what we uh, went with last time. Anything. Just not Ant. Um, on me, Ant. I'll kick off. Um, but yeah, I've got you on to talk like pre draft stuff. Um, not like, you know, going through who's going to take who and all that stuff, but just talking about the players uh, individually because you both have uh, the time to actually watch college ball, which I have no idea about at all.
0: Like, that's a dig. But yeah, it's all okay. right. I appreciate it. No, it's not a dig. I wish I had that
1: fucking time. <laughs>
0: You losers with time to watch all these games. (laughs) You losers with
1: (laughs) lives. I wouldn't say we've got lives, to be fair. The opposite. opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. I think I'm stuck inside just as much as you, and I don't seem to do as much, so I think I have less of a life.
0: We're living the dream. We're always living the dream. Living the the dream.
1: Uh, But yeah, just you're going to go... Got a, a few questions just to go about through some like players that are coming up because isn't it the combine starts tomorrow? Because like we're recording on this twenty eighth, and it starting on the twenty ninth.
0: Yes, yep. we've got all yeah. line, line, and linebackers first day. That
1: starts tomorrow. Just quickly speaking on like you guys watching college ball, do you guys mm-hmm. watch a specific team or is it just like whatever's on your watch?
0: Uh, um, whatever. I watch as much as
2: I can. Whereas I'm I'm a bit different, so I mean, um, for me it was sort of like last season I watched a lot of Washington, um, whereas sort of like this season, a lot of Texas Longhorns and then a lot of Washington as well. Um, Sort of made myself a Longhorns fan going going from this season, so...
1: Because I I don't even because I've not got into it at all. I don't even know like how it's all split, split like the Big Twelve, the Big like the SEC. Or I don't understand how it all works because I've never actually looked into it. Big cluster, big, is
0: big,
1: you cluster for that? big cluster, big cluster of mess. I
0: assume you saw some of the uh, kickoff about. Well, you might not, have, but the big college football playoffs and Florida State didn't get in, and people are saying it's just all division politics,
1: but. It was just yeah, like they had the, like, a, a great actual like, win-to-loss ratio, but still came lose, in Went, undefeated. Yeah, uh, went yeah.
0: undefeated. That was big drama.
2: Yeah, I think there was... Uh, what was the three undefeated teams? and? Or four undefeated yeah. teams? Three undefeated teams. and Washington, one on the Washington
0: Michigan, through. and um, Florida State. And then Georgia were yeah. undefeated, but lost in the SEC Championship to Alabama, which put Alabama above defeated Florida, which is where all the arguments came. Because then people were saying Florida State played uh, lesser opponents, went undefeated, but does that mean more than Alabama who lost one game and won out the season against good opponents and beat Georgia in the championship who hadn't lost the game in like two and a half seasons. So that was the debate of what makes the better team to go into the final and get a big mess.
2: Yeah, we had quite we had quite the uh, discussion over it. I think I remember back that I was all about the spirit of competition, saying that surely being undefeated gets you there. I think Tony was trying to play devil's advocate a bit.
1: Well, yeah, to me it was all it, it's just all a big mess of everything anyway. So yeah. yeah, absolutely.
2: That's probably the only way to understand it is that it's just a big mess, and eventually a, a bunch of teams play each other at the end. <laughs> yeah, eventually
0: people will play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually people will play, but until then. Um, yeah enjoy it for what it is. Chaos. Yeah, F- football's, the football's the winner. Football's the
2: winner. Yeah.
1: So um yeah, the first one, like um obviously we we have a chat with somebody each year right before the draft and everything and it says like oh this isn't the best, the best class for, you know, QBs coming out into the league and everything. But um are there any like two positional types that you you think are, you know, the, the best this year? I think me and Mitch
0: be on this so I don't know whether I don't know whether you want to take one I'll take one or whether we just want to jump in and comment on both but I think am I right Mitch we're both on offensive tackle and wide receiver being the yeah, big we're, groups we're this both
2: year. on tackle and wide receiver this year mm-hmm. yeah they're quite got, there's
0: a uh, so much talent
2: of course there's like a there's a good shout for like edge rushers as well but it's the depth in wide receiver and tackle is just stupid.
0: Yeah, so like for example, um, offensive tackle got Alt for Sharnou and for Waga, who looking like they're all going to be top twelve picks. They're all class like Joel from um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, depending if you want to say the American, like he's class. He's really really good. So you've got them three. Then you've got Latham from Alabama, who's. Probably a first-round pick. You've got Mims from Georgia, who's probably a first-round pick. Guyton, who's probably a first-round pick, and then you've got like, you've got Morgan, you've got Paul, who are likely to be second-round picks. You've got a kid from Yale, who's likely to go in third, who could be class. And then you've got people dropping into the fourth, which could be starters. Maybe need a little bit of work here and there, but normally if you're in rounds three and four, like as a Giants fan, we pick like Matt Purp who, oh, is he a little bit athletic, but he's probably never going to be a starter? Like, these guys in the fourth or fifth, um, like Jones from Texas, Fisher from like, Notre Dame, like Alts, other side, the right tackle, they could all be starters in the league. Maybe give them a year or or two years, but some of these guys could be starters, and you don't normally see that from a tackle class going down to like four or five. Yeah, Yeah. whereas uh,
2: receivers for me, it's, it's more just... An embarrassment of riches, like all the way through. You've got obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. has been like the quote unquote generational wide receiver, but neighbours could just as easily outperform in him in his first year in the NFL. They obviously, depending on who they get picked for. Like, even going like further down, you've got like AD Mitchell, Roman Wilson, um, got some really good shouts in like late rounds and like the second and third ra- rounds where you're getting a wide receiver that can still do a bit. Like, Polk is the second receiver for Washington supposed to be coming off, but Polk's, Polk's still a really good wide receiver like, in his own yeah. right. Xavier um, Leggett's all right. He's, like, there's people down there that are just could easily... Anyone could outperform anyone this year, obviously. I think Marvin Harrison and Neighbours are going to be the two standouts. But like Odunzez, again, is a close third. and Anyone can outperform yeah.
1: anywhere. I, I keep seeing a lot on him for, especially being like a, th- a third down and red zone receiver. Uh, I think the quote yeah. was something like, "You know exactly what's coming, but you can't do fuck all about it." Yeah, yeah. He's he's freaky and like Penix,
0: Michael Penix, the quarterback from Washington. He has had a class season. He had a really good receiving call. They won loads of games and went undefeated. Got to the national championship and like easily the best weapon. Um, on that team was, was a Dunze. Like he had some problems with like his contested catching last year or well the year before the season just gone. They came into this year and he just turned it around and it became class. And there's a lot of people, a lot of really respected analysts and scouts that are saying they've got a Dunze higher than neighbours and they'd be taking him at three, they'd be taking him at four, which is to have a toss up like that, where you're possibly having three receivers going in the top six, seven picks, that's, that's a lot of talent. Like you could have easily ten, twelve receivers going the first two rounds. There's a there's a load of guys.
1: Well, I've currently got a uh, Mel Kip- Kuypers, uh mock draft that he's done, and apparently it was released eight hours ago, and. Uh o- is going well to him he's going number six to y- you guys at the Giants. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We've seen a lot of wide receivers go to the Giants and then obviously we've seen a lot of tackles as well. Um Personally I'd I'd rather us get Fuego as a right tackle. Um but I I, I hope we avoid wide receiver myself.
1: Um, I mean, like, speaking on offensive players as well, like, obviously, I know you've mentioned a, a few wide receivers there, but is, uh, even including those ones you mentioned, are there, like, three that, uh, kind of, like, regardless of what team they go into, will be, like, a proper impact player and a difference maker to that team? Uh, I know there's a lot of, like, young guys still in the league already, so, like, for example, Jefferson at the Vikings, great wide receiver, and when, uh, They got, I've already fucking forgot his name, who went to the Vikings last year. Addison. Uh, Addison, Addison, that's it. I don't think he, like, put it... He he didn't, like, outshine Jefferson, even when Jefferson went out for a few weeks, but he was still, you know, a great part of their offense, even if it was just as, like, a distraction route type thing. Is there any, like, guys that you see just just turning teams into much better teams just by going there? Itch, do you want to take your three first?
2: Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take my three first. Um, my first one will be Marvin Harrison. I don't really see, I don't see him getting further out than the fourth pick. And I think, really, no matter where he goes, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a top wide receiver straight away. Um, really able to change, sort of like how how you view an offense. Obviously needs a QB that's able to find him as well but I would still think he's he's one of them wide receivers that can even make a bad QB look good um, yeah. Brock Bowers um, is another one I think I quite like him to go to the Chargers um, but is another one who's, I could see him hitting the league really in his first year a bit like Sam Laporta did this year where he's just an insane amount Insane amount of catches and a amount of yards. Uh, he's really from, from Georgia. Yes, I believe so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember. I remember seeing him recently, and his actual comparison was to Laporta. So yeah, yeah. I think he's a great shout for most teams, really.
2: And then uh, my last shout, which is, it might be a bit out there, but Jackson Powers Johnson, center. Um, if anyone takes the time to have a look at his senior ball performance. Really good, really good center. Really good blocking one on one. Especially as a Giants fan, when we took uh, Schmitz last year, um, he looks like a an incredible center. For um, really good value as well. Even in the first round, because I think he's he's sort of mocked to go in like somewhere in the teens. Um, a lot of the time, and I think around there's really good value for him.
0: I mean he's taken some of mine. In, in my mind I had those those three guys as, as options. Um Yes, I'll throw into the mix two more. Um again Joalt. Probably gonna talk about him quite a lot. I'm a Joalt guy. No um pretty much every time every team goes in, plays left tackle, I think he does a bit. It's all it's always hard for, for tackles to adapt and and then it's just how long it takes for them to adapt to the game. But um, Alts' class, its really, really good. Good in the run, It's good in the pass. Um, he's athletic. There are questions about some of the other top tackles, like Fashanu. Fashanu's a great tackle. Unbelievable in pass protection. Not a very good run blocker. Um, not very strong. Could do with growing in those areas to really stand out there. One, I think Alt improve. The question is if someone changes him to right tackle and we see then what happens, but if someone puts him in at the position that he plays left tackle, I, th- I think Alt Dale One will, will be able to change an offence and shore up um a side of a line. And then neighbours probably neighbours. Like Marvin Harrison's class and you'll hear about him being generational and everything he can do. He's a freak, he's six foot four completely agree. And I think everyone in college football agrees and everyone was a massive fan of Marvin Harrison. Malik Neighbours lost the vote for the best receiver in college football by I think one vote. Like Malik Neighbours was way up there. And he's a really, really, really good receiver. Um catch, he's fast, his routes are fantastic. So I think he's somewhere that you could throw in Someone that you can throw into any offence and you throw him the ball, he's gonna give you production. And with ball in hand, it'll it'll make a difference for pretty much anyone in the league, i think.
1: Sam. Yeah, I think it will like, at the moment it, well, just looking at this mark draft, he's gonna to go to the Bears apparently and would be paired with if they pick Caleb Williams at one. So by that'll the sounds like that'd be a fucking decent match matchup. Yeah, yeah, that'd be absolutely terrifying
0: for Anyone who wants to play then.
1: now, um, like on the opposite side of the ball, and obviously since Mitch went, Mitch went first last time. Don't you want to go first this time, defensively? Is there any guys that, like, even if you know you you don't think they're going to put up big big numbers, but they're going to be such a menace to that offensive line? Let's use fucking you know uh, Miles Garrett, who got you know Defensive Player of the Year this year. He might not have always got the sack, but he's fucking that offensive play up so much that. You know, yeah, he's giving other people the chances and, and you know, just destroying offences left, right, and centre. So is, is there any defensive players, regardless of where they are on the field, that you think are the big playmakers to come out this year? Um Johnny Newton. Um just on. Johnny Newton from Illinois. He's
0: a defensive tackle. He's not the biggest guy, he's probably only two hundred and ninety, two hundred and ninety five pounds. Um, he's athletic, he knows how to play the position, he can play the run, play the pass. Um, uh, playing for Illinois He's not playing the best teams week in, week out But I think that guy is going to go in Day one And he's going to be a problem for a line If he goes to the right team I firmly believe that Johnny Newton could be someone who Ends up being the best player from this class It was someone who was mocked To go in the top 6, top 7, top 8 A while ago But then obviously time people getting hyped for these other players and now he's dropped and he's going somewhere in the first at times he's the only the second defensive tackle taker but I think Johnny Newton someone that can make a difference day one. Um linebacker Peyton Wilson from NC State he's probably he's probably gonna go in the second. I think he probably slips out the first depending on how he tests at the combine and how his how his pro days look. Um he's had a couple of issues. I think he's done his ACL twice that's off shoulder surgery twice, which is a big question, but that guy can flat out play. Like, he's he's great, he's athletic, um, and he'll it, make players all over the field. So, I think that's someone else that, even in the second round, day one, can change the defence. And then I'll probably go. I'll be, I'll be between Quinyum Mitchell, the cornerback from Toledo, and uh, Leatu Latu, the edge from UCLA. And I'll go with Latu just because with Mitchell, there are still some questions. Just because playing at Toledo, he's not played all of the talent. But if you had to put like if you had to put your money on gonna say Latu, he's the best edge in the class. He's got uh, a move set, his pass rush moves like I've not seen from someone in college. Like they're so refined, he goes with a plan. He's got move one, backup move. Third move if he needs one already planned out and he, he can get to the he can get to the quarterback and day one I think he'll he'll be able to beat a decent number of tackles so there are my three guys
2: yeah I mean uh I think <clears throat> Tony's my trick really and uh it's the uh, two of them are exactly the same as what I had I had Newton and Latu as well um what I'll do is I'll change those so that I'm not getting the same and I'll take the two internal guys from Texas I'll take Murphy and Sweat. Um, I think both of those guys could go into a defensive line, and I might be showing the fact that I play North tackle here, but I think Sweat can go in at 360 pounds, an absolute freak who doesn't move like he's 360 pounds and could instantly command double teams and potentially even be successful in those double teams in the NFL. Um, Murphy Uh, he's not quite as refined as Newton in terms of his moves Um, but he's incredibly strong good in the run and I think giving the right amount of coaching refine his moves a bit I think he could be an absolute menace at DT and then uh, I'll take Trotter the linebacker at Clemson as my third Um, everything that I've seen from Trotter suggests that he's probably the best inside linebacker going in the class and uh, I think especially when a season when inside linebackers have been so important defensively to the teams that have done well in the league, I think he could instantly improve a linebacker room for a team and potentially give them a shot at maybe making the playoffs or getting further in the playoffs, depending on, obviously, who he gets drafted by.
1: Obviously, they're game changers for whoever they go into. Uh, and, you know, Hopefully they'll put up big numbers and definitely be competing for, you know, defensive and offensive rookies of the year. Uh, but just f- with this draft, sort of looking on the like bad side of things, um, or at least, you know, trying to think a bit more outside the box. Is there anyone who you think, and, you know, especially with these mock drafts coming out, you, see, you can see all the players that are always in the first round. Um, is there anybody coming into the draft that you think is quite overhyped? Um and I'm not yeah, it could, could be a s yeah, a situation where he's just had some good games because he's got good people around him, but he, them themselves aren't, you know, exactly the game changer that teams really want to draft.
2: Um for me I think the overrated shout would be Bonicks. Um Going from tape I don't really see anything that's like amazing stand out from a QB. But I've seen him go from. I think when we first started looking at mocks, he was like mocked in like the second, and recently he started climbing up, and he's like these conversations about him being in like the first twenty picks, and I think I I don't see him hitting the league successfully. I think he's he's one of them QBs that I think could to be a, 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 a tiny bit like Jordan Love. I think he'd go into the league and maybe have to sit a couple of years before he's mm-hmm. before he's really ready I think if he plays straight away I think he'll be uh, I think he'll struggle um, obviously we tried I think we tried to stay away from QBs as much as possible didn't we but the Bornex is my pick for overrated
1: mm. so he could be you, if he sits behind somebody for a few years could be a much better player in the future but if he ends up being like let's say um situation with uh, the Titans obviously Tannehill yeah. went out so Levis had to step in don't get me wrong, yeah. first game in, fucking amazing game, but from then on didn't really perform as well.
2: Yeah, I think if he goes and the intention is for him to start, which if he's going in the the first 20 picks is probably going to be the case, mm. uh, I, I just see him struggling. I think if you give him time to sit and learn the system and get used to an offensive coordinator and the way a team plays, and I think he he might have a chance, but... Uh, I don't see much of this the same talent as what you'll see from Mike Caleb Drake. He's not as lethal a runner as what you get with jane Daniels um There's nothing really like quote unquote special about him, which obviously he could hit the league and be an excellent game manager but
0: i, I just don't see it from him. He's not got a lot of time in Nicks either, like Nicks is 24. he's been old um played a lot of years a lot of different teams so ideally if you're in the situation where you're gonna draft one and stash him for a couple of years like what next is gonna come out at 26 maybe yeah. 27 if you've stashed him for two three years like that's all to then maybe get a start yeah on the flip side i mean i guess that leads into one of the guys i had as overhyped um J.J. McCarthy, so that's the opposite, J.J. McCarthy's young, and people could take him early and, and stash him and, and that's fine, but there's a bit of a there seems to be a bit of a split with J.J. McCarthy, and some people don't rate him, and I've seen him go sixth to the Giants, which is terrifying, I've seen him get picked in the top ten multiple times J.J. Um, McCarthy will probably impress at the Combine, he's athletic He's young. Everyone says he's very smart. He works very hard. Um, And I have no doubt that he can make the throws. He'll have his his day at Michigan, his pro day, and he'll, he'll throw it all over the place and people will be excited about him, I imagine. But if you look at JJ McCarthy's tape, he's not really done anything. Like, Michigan won a national championship. Fantastic. JJ McCarthy didn't really do anything. Like. He's handing the ball off. He had two very good running backs and they just ran the ball. Now, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I understand that. But if you've got a quarterback like talking about possibly going in the first round and everyone was waiting to see whether he was, whether he had it. Obviously, with Michigan, the big games are Penn State and Ohio State. So people were waiting for those games this season to see, does he have the bottle? Is he able to win a game against a big opponent? And in those games, I think he threw less than like 15 passes all game. They just handed it off, handed it off, handed it off. So you don't see much in his tape. You don't see consistent throwing of the ball. So for people to put him in the first round to me is a bit wild. T- taking a shot on him being young and possibly having tools I understand but um some people have have got this guy really high up and I've just not seen anything at all from his tape. That Makes me feel comfortable that like he's able to play soon. Or if he is, then he's been hiding it his entire college career.
1: <laughs> so if uh, if a team adopts the, the play style of like the Raiders last year against the Chiefs that game with Aiden O'Connell, don't throw for an entire what three quarters. He's the quarterback for you. But he's your guy,
0: number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If you want a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball, you wanna go uh <laughs> if you wanna go Lee Miners, you want to, you wanna you wanna run? H. A. J. McCarthy, he, he looks like a quarterback, handsome, speaks well, um, fantastic, it'll look great on your posters. But um <laughs> if, if if year one you're wanting him to make those throws. Like I said, he might might be able to do it, and I'll be I'll be sat there going, Oh well, fair enough he can do it, but I I've just not seen it. He's not put anything on tape for us to see. Me and Mitch have watched Michigan games, we've watched I'm a game the national championship game and not done a lot. And most round quarterbacks are supposed to have done a lot, at least at, at some time. So yeah, not not sure on him. Might be getting a bit
1: a bit too big. So like yeah, but opposite end of that as well. So that, that's me like more like players actually on the radar, like shouldn't really be too high up people's lists, but somehow are. Is is there anybody that you guys know, even if you've mentioned them already? That, like, uh, I know when I've asked the question, I've I've referenced Nakua, you know, going in that fifth round, but has been an exceptional talent this season. So, any guys that you see, like, are clearly not being, you know, having that attention paid to them as much. So, you think will fall there, but definitely deserve to be higher uh, and could definitely be classed as, like, a sleeper player. That's either side of the ball as well. I think it's difficult because you've got so many receivers.
0: That you've got good guys who in a normal draft might be second or third rounders that are going to end up getting pushed to the fourth or fifth. Um, It's a talented class, and you've got people that are dropping. Running backs, I'll be surprised if we see more than two come off the board before the third round. But they're they're a good group of running backs. So, I mean, there's two different things. If there's someone like Chuck Robinson, who's an edge rusher from Penn State, and he ends up sliding to the third, or um like a tj tamper who's a cornerback if he ends up sliding to the bottom of the second and then becomes a really really great player and people saying how's this guy not a first round pick sleeper in the way of having people not seeing this guy those two guys are people to watch but people going in the middle rounds loads of running backs like the running back class is pretty good there's things with all of them that are interesting um and there will be multiple running backs that go in the middle rounds that everyone's going, Everyone will not see this guy. Um, you've got Isaac Garendo from Louisville um, who's a little bit older, he's played a lot of years, he played at Wisconsin at the same time as Jonathan Taylor so he's been around for a while but he's a big guy um, he's a track athlete, he can run fast, he's played receiver before and he's really refined his craft, he's got good feet so he's someone that might win the 5th round like the 10th running back taken And he could start for someone, might do a bit this year. Um, You've got Malik Washington from West Virginia, who's a receiver. Um, If you want to watch the Shrine Ball highlights or the one-on-one highlights, he smashed it. This year, he got over 1,000 yards. He was one of the most productive receivers in the country. He's probably going to drop to the fourth or fifth, so he's only a small guy. He's about 5'8", but he'll get drafted to a team. He'll probably be in contention starting the slot, and if he does, he'll be someone that we're all looking at going... Jesus Christ. Uh
2: for me, my underrated pick, um, again, showing that I'm playing nose tackle, um, <laughs> it'd be a DT. Uh, Gabe Hall, um, and I'm I'm guilty of this. Not watched much of his tape over the course of the year. Um I sort of got put onto him watching him at the senior bowl during the one V ones. He was absolutely immense. Um his numbers for the year aren't exactly great. He's not so much a production guy, but what I've seen of him at the senior bowl, and it looks like he might be going fourth round or later. It he, he could it he could be an excellent pick at DT for a team. Looks incredibly strong going off his one v ones. Um, again, bit of coaching. See how he runs in the combine, and uh, we could see his draft. We could see his draft stock go up.
1: But he could be
2: another one that's a bit of a sleeper going in there. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's one of them as well. Like all year, you see their ability to actually play, and then at the combine, that's when the like the actual one-on-one meetings come in play, don't it? And you actually see the guy's personality and actually intelligence for the game and everything that we. I don't know how it works in college football because I don't really see much of it in the actual NFL apart from the specific guys who do the after game interviews or on the pitch interviews and stuff but uh yeah I know I know that, that plays a big impact so I think sometimes when a guy is it could be an absolute powerhouse but if he's not you know got as uh, the the common sense or like street smarts compared to the guy next to him I think sometimes that can just affect the position especially in like the draft yeah for sure uh, you've got people who
0: we have got small school players, like especially in a class like this where there is so much talent and all of a sudden you've got people dropping. Um, who might just go to a smaller school or might not have had a thousand yards receiving but might be a really good receiver. And I think we'll find a lot of them this year. I think in pretty much every position group, both sides of the ball, going to have someone in the mid rounds that starts for a team and everyone's going, Look at this guy. Like Colby Turner for the Rams. Um, looked good. Looked good in the off-season. Wasn't a very big name. Picked later on. Puka, um, like you say, wasn't the biggest name. Doesn't ra- doesn't run stupid quick at the Combine. Smart player. But props to the talent, the receivers. You had loads of them going the first round last year. People like that just drop, and I think there'll be quite a lot of gems coming from this year's class.
1: Obviously, wait. Uh, speaking on <clears throat> like gems and standout players as well. Um, is there any the like? Uh, I think he is a good good player. who's just gone into a bad situation, like the, the Bryce Young thing going to the Panthers. Not really anybody to protect him. Not really anybody to throw to. Uh, I, I think he had the best accuracy, like for when he actually got the ball out for quite a few weeks. But. Um, yeah, it weren't a great situation for him, so really fucked up his first first year. But uh, is there any buddy that you think that if they go to a certain team, especially you know going higher rounds, you're going in the higher round to a usually a worse team because of the way it works. Is there anybody that you think could be you know could be wasting the talent if they go to a specific team? And if you want to name um, it, it, it at the same time.
2: Yeah, for <laughs> me it'd be uh, if obviously if everything drops the way it could. If neighbors ends up at the Giants, uh, I feel I'd feel incredibly bad for him. Um, Giants are struggling a terrible all line at times, really struggling. Daniel Jones at QB, who in my, I mean, in my opinion, can't throw the ball at all, and his only success really comes from his feet as long as he keeps hold of the ball Um it be a real.
1: under him. Like, I always remember yeah, that clip of mean. him just falling off. That's what I mean.
2: It's it's been almost comical, especially as a Giants fan, recently, in that. We, I mean, paying him as well for me was just an absolute outrage. But um, if Nevers ends up in that in that offense, I'd I'd feel incredibly sorry for him because it'd be a, just a waste of such huge potential. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying, he could, he, in the right system, he could quite easily outperform Marvin Harrison. Roma there, and equally, if he ends up at the Giants, people people could be looking at him like, oh, that's, that's a bust, what a waste of talent, and again, a lot like the Bryce Young situation where just not given the right scenario to succeed, it, I think it would be a, a real case of that at the Giants.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, you sent this question, and the two things that I've written down are based around two teams, and one of them is the Giants. Like, Giants fan, we suck. We're not very good. Um, and we're not doing very well. And what I will say is, that me and Mitch came onto the pod last time and said, Daniel Jones sucks ass. Um, which I'll put down as a win for the night boys. Because um, he does. So, I agree with Mitch. Ebers done there. Send Marvin Harrison. Send, bring Calvin Johnson back out of retirement. Put him in his prime. Um, somehow, and then put him on the Giants. It won't matter. Um, I wasn't that big on Jern Hyatt anyway. But uh, he can obviously play. The guy can obviously play, but it doesn't matter. You're on the Giants. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball. Work on your run blocking, that Um, so any receiver that goes to the Giants, I think that's possibly a you can ruin the potential. Same with the two the two biggest tackles, the two top tackles. Um, in a lot of people's minds, Darnu and Alt. They've both played left in college, so they'll be playing right if they get drafted by the Giants. Um, and they've also got a massive target on the back, because if we draft a tackle, it means Evan Neal's failed, slash Evan Neal's moving inside, and then, God forbid, one of these two big-name tackles fails at right tackle. Um, and Alton Fashanu could be all pro, so if they come to the Giants, we play him at right, and it doesn't quite work out, we have blown their potential. Uh, and then with the Pats, I mean... Uh, a lot of people are saying that the Pats could get Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, good luck to that lad if he goes there with whoever's throwing him the ball. Um, I think that could that could ruin a receiver equally like the Giants could and Drake May. I like Drake May a lot, but if you're going to the Patriots how they are now and with them losing some of the pieces, especially like Michael and Wernu uh, in free agency that's not a good situation to go in as a quarterback. And um, Drake Mays, I think he's sick, but he's got a lot to learn. He's got a bit of Josh Allen in him. Live by the sword, die by the sword, which is great. But um, sometimes if you're dying by the sword of your own team, that can kill a quarterback. So I'd watch out for whoever the Giants and Pats pick, because they might
1: kill whoever it is. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that, like, he... Neither of you said anything about like the commanders or the Cardinals, but that's just like my personal presence that I just thought they had shit years last <laughs> year. Yeah, they suck as well, but there's
0: <laughs> I mean yeah. there's more positive. <laughs> they, they, they all suck. Yeah. But looking as a Giants fan, um there's at least like some some positivity uh with the new coaching, you know, um the new staff at Washington. I mean, God forbid Washington end up being good, because the Cowboys scam it every year, right? The Eagles think the class. Uh, And now if the Commanders end up being good, and we're sat here with Daniel Daniel Jones, I'll be fuming. Uh, So it's maybe more of a fear of the Commanders. I just... I I put them out of my mind. I don't want to think about them.
2: We don't want to paw the bird just yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just because I... This is a question I kind of... I thought of because I, I, to me, when I like see all the things coming up on social media and stuff, I, I thought, I mean, you did mention it as one of the classes, but it's being a good class for like ad, edge rushers. Um, so like, I, I was just wondering if there was any guys that, again, if you've already mentioned them, that's fine, but any that would, uh, be those game changers for teams, just like uh, other players you've mentioned, but like could easily like rival like. Big defensive names like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa can be that immediate. um Oh, we've seen him in the you know the preseason. We have to fucking scheme up against this guy.
2: For me, I think if we're, I think there's 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 an X factor about Adisa Isaac. Um, massive fan of of Adisa Isaac. When he comes out of his stance, it looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Um. I think he could do with a bit of size, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he really gets sort of like lips moving, people talking um, when he runs his forty at the combine. I think he'll run a ridiculous time. Um, his stock will only go up, and I think almost as an offensive line, I think you would have to scheme just for that out mm-hmm. and out speed. And there's holes to his game. Absolutely, he's quite. On his tape, he looks small. Um, I can't remember what Penn State Adam Down has in terms of height and weight. But I, he doesn't look big in any way. So I think if I was a team coming up against someone like Adisa Isaac, who potentially is an, a, an absolute thunderbolt coming out of his stance, I'd be, uh, I'd be running the ball that way.
0: i have Adisa Isaac Down is 6'4", 254. If Isaac's 250, I'm tall.
2: I'm a minimum of six eight. <laughs> if this was six four, there's nowhere.
1: Yeah, I think if you stand your mullet up, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a
2: mullet anymore, is it? It's more like just, just just curtains in it. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, no, he's um, yeah. I mean, they put if they put him down at six four, he looks incredibly short. It's it's the he most I've foot, ever seen. Long one, yeah. But it's most. It's the, it's the most six foot I've ever seen. Six four look. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's a weird one, but I mean, watch a bit of his tape. He's absolutely incredible in terms of his his pass rushing upside, his speed out of his stance, and then it obviously was also coupled up with chop. Um, when they're both right. very very similar, and at a team, especially in this year, has had to scheme up to look after a QB against both of those guys. Um, bring them away from each other. I mean, Adisa Isaac could go at like, the end of the first to someone who's already got an incredible edge rusher on one side. And if that's the case, we're looking at another year where people are thinking, right, we're going to have to scheme up for a Isaac because we've got an incredible edge rusher on one side, and now we've got a Isaac on the other. A lot like the Eagles did with the internal D line last year, where we were looking at the internal D line of the Eagles, thinking it's class, and then they went and got car and it was frightening as a Giants fan to think about that.
1: Yeah, well, I still remember the first the uh, year before, sorry, like especially talking about big guys running like freaky times at the the combine. They took Jordan Davies from Georgia as well. Yeah. Them two together just seems, it seems like a cheat code.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was terrified to be watching them run at Daniel Jones almost (laughs) at will because we haven't got an O line. And it was, was, it's, yeah, nightmares, nightmares.
1: (laughs) Uh, Anybody else on your side, Tony? Or is that your big pick as well? I like, I do like Isaac. I think we've got I think there's a
0: very real shout that we've got about five or six guys in this class that could end up being yeah that's the guy from from this class that's the edge He's
1: wrecking games so i mean i've seen the falcons get mocked a lot of edge rushers um yeah i keep seeing Dallas Turner is it
0: yeah so Dallas Turner is a weird one i i really wanted to love Dallas Turner and part of me doesn't part of me doesn't so he's not very consistent, he's not very refined, he is an athletic freak, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, and he can win. Um if someone gets the hands on him, which ECs across the league will want someone like Dallas Turner, um, then he could easily be a complete game wrecker. We mentioned Latu before with his pass rush moves. And they him be able to to get a, a a quarterback. He's not a small guy, um. And so if he fares decent in the run and and he makes some plays, and then you've even got, I know Mitch Mitch touched on Chop, but you've got Dallas Turner's teammate Chris Braswell, who is probably going to drop into the second, maybe even late seconds. Um, and he's played off ball at Bama before, and now he's moved down to edge. He's got a bit of size. He's got a lot of athleticism and he found a way to win in college, someone gets their hands on either of those Alabama guys, we could be looking at both of them going, yeah, freaks. Like, real problems for all lines. Um, like I said, there's about five or six guys out of this class that,
1: in the right right scheme, with the right coaching, could just be game-wreckers. Um, just before I move on to the final question as well, just obviously when you've both been Giants fans, your first pick is the sixth. If you had your mm. way, and you ended up, you know, having the player, the exact player that you wanted, is there a player that you want over anybody else, regardless of position, even if Ooh. it is just a take away from other teams? Because I know sometimes guys do just do that.
2: For me, the the ideal draft for the Giants. Um, um, I agree with Tony with all and Fascianu, but the. The only thing I don't want to see is I don't want to see excuses about moving a left tackle to right the ideal draft for me for the Giants starts with us trading down and then getting Fawaga who's like a, a quote-unquote an actual right tackle who's really talented especially against the run really physical I think would I think it'd add to our to our all line and then hopefully we move Evandil to left guard or something
0: yeah, I'm I'm torn between two really in an ideal world. Um I like Fuaga a lot and he is a right tackle, so it makes it easy to transition. I completely agree with Mitch. But like I said, I am slightly obsessed with Joel and slightly against what I said before about um maybe changing him to right tackle could make him a bust. Like I think I'd be willing to take the risk. Um Fuaga's a big mauler. He's big, he's strong, um, he's heavy. And maybe it's just because we've just had Evan Neal who's in the same build, and that's why I'm leaning towards Alt, who's 320, 6'8", used to play a tight end, like, really athletic. So uh, I think, at my core, wanting the old line to get fixed and just knowing how good Joe your- Alt is, then one of my options would be, ideal world would get him playing right tackle, And he ends up just transitioning fine. And then we've got both tackles sorted. The other guy would be Drake May. Big fan of Drake May. Um, I have some concerns with Caleb Williams. I mean, I have concerns with Drake May, but if they are going to try and save face and have Daniel Jones at least start the year, so we don't need Drake May to play week one. We've got someone that can move, um, can scramble. He's got a rocket of an arm. He can make all the throws. Um, like I said, he's got he's got some Josh Allen in him. He's got quite a lot of Josh Allen in him. I'm not going to say he's going to be
1: Josh Allen, but he's sort of got that gunslinger, gunslinger mentality. Like I'm, exactly. gonna, I'm if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, uh, that's unfortunate. I'll try again next time. Yeah, 100. And you know, they've got Yeah. No, so it, it's, it stands out. And he's not played me. for
0: a good team. North Carolina aren't a good good team, but yeah, they're good at college. Uh, sorry, they're good at basketball. They're Not that good at football. Still. So, Especially if especially with Dareball and uh what he kind of did or the part that he played with, with Josh Allen, understanding that kind of quarterback and him making him into a, a problem. And if we were able to get Drake May and we don't need to play in week one and scare the shit out of him, if we manage to get a couple of pieces around him, maybe someone on the O line, another receiver, then we might win. Some games. But we might we might quite have the draft being very happy with you me.
1: Yeah. Is that is that a very like sixty percent of the time it works every time type of prediction?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't I don't see him being worse than Daniel Jones. Like he'll throw the ball.
1: Uh Daniel Jones, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that,
0: exactly, exactly. So um that's why I think look, Drake May's young. He's one of the youngest out of the class. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about us picking up one of the later guys, like you've got Penix, he's old, he's got injury, he's older, he's got injury concerns, and he needs a clean pocket. When he's got a clean pocket, he's great at delivering a deep ball, but he needs a clean pocket. The Giants give him that in the first season, season and a half? Maybe not. Bo Nix, Chet Down Merchant, don't care about him at all. Uh, maybe it's just something personal, maybe I don't like his face, but I don't care about Bo Nix. JJ <laughs> McCarthy's too much of a risk for me, because you're, just bit, you're getting a ball clear. And then, if you can make something from it sound, if it turns out it's too dry and it goes to shit, ah, well, uh, we've messed up. Uh, and then Caleb pulled onto the board. Well, Jaden Daniels, who I just don't have that much Ethan, He's slightly older, and he was going to be a fourth-round pick before the year. He's had a fantastic season, but... Show he didn't show enough to get above the fourth round in his entire college career. Now suddenly he's going to go into top five, and that's cool. And I enjoy watching him, but I'd rather watch him on another team where if he messes up, it doesn't ruin my week. Um And Caleb likes holding onto the ball for a long time, and he might get his uh, face broken in in Giants blue. So that's that's why I'm thinking May.
2: Yeah, I feel exactly the same way about May. He's he's probably the best pick if we're going to go QB. He's probably the best pick for the Giants. Um, like the gunslinger mentality, he's got. You only have to watch five minutes of his tape to realise his arm talent is so, it's so high that you, he can be forgiven for thinking he can throw it into every window because he probably can. And um, Jane Daniels, I think, is the other one that I think I'd be more willing to take because, especially seeing how Daybo ran our offence, obviously not last season but the season before when we made the playoffs. A lot of those QB runs, Jaden Daniels would be an incredible asset to that sort of a system. The only issue I have with Jaden is that he, he takes he takes some hits, and there's a potential there to see a lot like an Anthony Richardson type, where early on in the season we've got all our hopes on this this running QB, who's an incredible athlete and can still throw the ball really well, um, and he gets a running running twenty yards downfield. And not taking a slide um and, like, it, it from what, I've seen
1: a, what I've seen as him is he's not exactly like the the biggest QB who could take multiple hips and keep getting back up
2: yeah he's, he's quite he is, he's quite lean he he's, he's um he's tall and uh yeah, but he just there's just n- no interest in sliding and and going down and or sometimes there's no interest in going out of bounds. he wants every yard possible, which I love. Like to an extent, but it's not for the Giants, don't do it to me, please. <laughs> but, um no, I like I like both those QBs. Like I feel exactly the same about Caleb. Caleb's one of them that he'll he'll move out of the pocket and hold on to the ball for the really big play. And he might be able to transition to the NFL and take what's given to him when somebody's open, but judging off what I've seen at college, I don't think that'll be the case. I think it'll be quite a quite a mover in and out of the pocket
1: i mean if if any teams really you know the best at dealing with a a QB that doesn't really stay in the pocket it is kind of the bears
2: yeah exactly yeah, they're pretty suited but to be honest i, I hope they keep hold of fields um like, i don't think fields did anything wrong
1: oh i don't i think i think he has been like criminally fucked over in his career by the bears and if he does get traded, it'll like kind of annoy me that they did that thing of kind of what you know Vegas did with Derek Carr being, come here, we'll get you this wide receiver next season. Season after, mm. fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, and
2: it's, it's a to... weird one. It's a really interesting draft because there's such talent at the start of the draft that does a team really want to risk moving down and moving away from that guy that you've got, especially at one? Do you really want to move down and potentially not take this unbelievable talent who changes the face of your face of franchise for the next five years or um do you stick with what you got and maybe it not work out?
0: I guess I guess that's a question, isn't it? Because I like Fields. Um yeah. and I'm not I'm not saying he's done a, a lot of things wrong. Obviously he's had ups and downs, he's had some really good or Touchdown, performance, all that kind of stuff. I like Fields. But, um, like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has had loads of ups and downs. Jaguars haven't really done that much right by him. He's had some struggles. He's had some really good moments. Um, If it was Trevor Lawrence on the Bears, conversation isn't happening. So I guess that's the only thing which makes me flip and think, do they get rid of Fields? Because if, if it was the Giants one with Daniel Jones we, we haven't paid him, yeah he's definitely gone, he's not good enough, if the Bears had Trevor Lawrence right now they're not in the situation as they are with Fields, they're, who else can they pick to make Trevor Lawrence better, now they've got Fields and there is all this conversation, there are people 50-50, people can't decide should they keep him, should they get Caleb is he going to be generational, so how much does that say, whereas if they had Another young quarterback that's had his struggles, but has maybe just shown that bit more on another struggling team. Like, they wouldn't be looking to replace that guy. So what does that say about Fields?
1: A big part of that, in all honesty, could have been... Wasn't there a few games this season where Fields openly criticised the coaching as well? Yeah, yeah. So that that can be a big part of it as well. But, um, I mean, the news that I keep seeing is that we're aiming for him in free agency, which... I've always liked Fields, so I, I'd be excited by, to be honest. Especially since I've I Quarterbacking a proper quarterback in a good few years, and I don't think uh, Matt Ryan was a qu- great quarterback. I think he was. He I agree. what well, do you mean, Desmond Ritter? Up. Desmond Ritter isn't your franchise guy, Smith?
0: Never. Ever. Oh, of course not. <laughs> I,
1: I wanted Heineke on the field before him. <laughs> but if you're
0: able to pick him up for a. Yeah. A second, so the Falcons, you're able to pick Fields up for a second. It can pick in the top ten. You are laughing, or even if you fall in love and you want to get a receiver, if if you're looking at receivers or, or even Edge, like it's such a deep class, you could trade down in the first, get that second round pick back, or Fields for basically nothing. That, in my opinion, that'd be really exciting for the Falcons.
1: I reckon this, this draft they're going to focus heavily on defence because the the amount of players that are going into free agency, and I know we're not the worst but not the best cap space for next year, it kind of scared me a little bit. And I weren't that impressed with the fucking tackling last year anyway. There was a load of fucking slap tackles that were pissing me off. But um, yeah, ignoring that, final question. Anybody that you think, uh, especially you know people in Dynasty Leagues, should keep an eye on fantasy wise. Um
0: Right. Couple names to watch out for. Um, all couple teams. If the Cowboys get one of the first running backs off off the board, especially if it's someone like Jonathan Brooks from Texas, probably gonna start for him. Uh draft him. Um I think the Cowboys if they get one of these one of these running backs, stop and change who it is. That could be a problem. Same with the Eagles. If the Eagles take someone like Trey Benson, draft him. But then if you're looking at other guys, um, obviously anyone to the Chiefs. There's a running back called Malachi, uh, not running back, sorry, a receiver um, called Malachi Cawley, who's on his d very much get the ball in his hands, reps at running back out of the backfield. Malachi Coley's class. So if he gets put on a team that isn't absolute dog, I want that guy.
2: Um for me the the big one I'd be watching for is A D Mitchell. I think if A D Mitchell to uh the Jaguars I think that'd be an incredible pick. Uh wide receiver, six foot four, great, great route runner. Um dog. could be <laughs> Yeah dog. He could be an absolute <laughs> he, he could be an absolute weapon for the Jags to be fair. Especially considering that Ridley Kirk and Zay Jones didn't really perform um, at all during the season. Like they might have had a couple of good games here and there, and get get T Law a weapon that's that's tall you can aim for in the red zone. Um, does have like a question mark about body catching, but if he gets that down, he'll be a he'll be a menace in the league because Ridley Kirk and Zay Jones can still command tight coverage and still command like, some attention from DBs and put put AD in there. It'd be a... I think he'd get some, some nice targets.
1: Imagine giving nice. Trevor Lawrence someone like CD Lamp.
2: That could be God, yeah.
1: terrifying. Nice. I'll make sure that I cut that and only have that bit for myself. <laughs> so, How'd you get
2: on in the Dynasty League this year?
1: I can't remember, like, where it came. I think I ended up coming ninth out of... I think there's 14 of us. Oh, but I did a lot of trading and I've and because we've only got three picks for next year, I've ended up with five picks, and I traded away uh, Mahomes for Stroud for next year because Mahomes was really pissing me off.
2: Ooh, yikes! I'm a massive fan of Stroud anyway, so I think that'll be all right.
1: Well, I I also have Tank Dell on my squad as well, so when with them two matching up, it was great. Um, I think my fantasy uh, shit bit comes from I'm not great at selecting running backs, or at least getting them early in drafts. So I have to pick up oh. from what's left over.
0: Yeah, on us, we're good at running backs. Apart from if Mitchell gets a little chub on for someone, like he's obsessed with uh, Josh Jacobs.
1: So if it's time you get Josh Jacobs, ignore him. I remember fucking Golden well, <laughs> Purple last year, and he he was saying to get him get get him on yeah, our team. I, uh... He needed a. At to trade in Jacobs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that really didn't work out for me too well to be fair. Did it, but um, I regret nothing. Massive fan of Josh Jacobs, and it's it's a weird one. Here we always set we always set the nick every year. There's a there'll be a running back coming out of the draft that I just get an absolute man crush over. Like last year's draft was Devon Airchain, and that one I'll claim that I'm clairvoyant or something, but. The Josh Jacobs manchub that I had on last year, that, that did not work out for me at all.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys are in any, but I'm actually in, well, I was in two leagues last year that had defensive players in them as well. Right. So I you guys... No, I, d- I didn't take part in a league with a defensive player at all. To be fair, the best players to take if you are in them are like middle linebackers who just are in the tackles all the time. So I think obviously this year tackle leader was Bobby Wagner, so he would have been the best one for point output. Because I don't think like even sacks are in getting that much.
0: Bobby Wags, Jordan Brooks are set to lead the Seahawks, and they're meeting Jeremiah Trotter. Who Mitch yeah. show it out. And if he goes there, yeah, draft him.
2: Yeah. Good God, yeah, if he ends up with the Seahawks, yeah, absolutely. Get get a trotter. That'd be stupid.
1: But um yeah, that that's kind of like all the questions that I had. But uh, is there anything that you guys want to bring up in regards to the draft at all or um even anything from last year last year that you think you know was a great call by a team or anything like that?
0: Uh yeah. I mean I was a massive, massive
1: spoon.
0: Yeah, that was a big one. That a big
2: one. Yeah, Devon Air chance the right. Dolphins was huge. Considering the output with Mostert. Witherspoon, yeah, incredible.
0: Strange class. Um, and uh, Bijan, I know maybe he didn't get utilised because you had a uh, confusing guy as your head coach but <laughs> like, I think Bijan will be class for you uh, and I think he showed yeah. it last year like, the guy can catch, the guy can run the guy is very useful in pass pro for a running back, I think he'll end up being unbelievable for you just right now he's a bit of a head scratcher um, he's just like getting water for people on the side
2: like, yeah, yeah. I mean, for some reason, Bijan's getting to watch Algier take all the reps, and it just—it's just backwards. Johnny Absolutely Smith getting backwards. all the catches. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just weird,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole there was a big argument last year with like um, yeah, John Johnny Smith going in to actually cast the pass while Carl Pitts was back blocking. I don't get on. I didn't understand why they were using certain players in certain ways, but um. Yeah, I was just kind of spe- speaking.
2: <laughs> do what they least spe- expect get all your athletes in pass pro <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lee Miners um, <laughs> just in, re- in regards to actual running backs as well so I know it was a massive surprise for everybody them taking him that early uh, Jemaah Gibbs obviously I, I feel like worked out amazingly well but did you guys expect them to like take a running back that early um. Um. I, I liked Gibbs a lot. Gibbs
2: could have gone early. Yeah, Gibbs could have gone early, and it helps when you got a a partnership with Montgomery that just really just hit the ground running straight away. Lions taking him early was a bit of a surprise, but he could have gone early. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a running back,
0: I think it was earlier than people had had maybe thought. But like, uh, he, he was really talented. Um, I was really high on mm. him and, and Bijan coming out and no one would have taken him like it's all great saying oh he would have dropped into like the 20s or, or whatever but I mean look at what they did people thought it was a big reach for Jack Campbell um, and a reach for Swift and they've absolutely worked out and then they picked up Brian Branch in what the second like if you give the Lions picks swap them Brown in a different order that people were expecting they'd be saying they're perfectly drafted and everything's worked out fine so taking a bit of a if they were the guys, take them when you can get them. Obviously, it's it's worked out for the Lions. If there's difference makers, just take them. And I think we'll see that this year, and if people if we'll slide because of positional value, and will end up tearing up the league. And we'll be having the conversation again about people being a little bit too full of pride to take that nose or
1: that kind of thing. On actual running backs, though, like obviously no running backs that I can see, at least on this mock draft in the first round. Do you reckon they're going to start falling back down to later rounds uh, for this year and future re- years, even if it's just second round and below? Do you, like, yeah, I think the, Pacheco's... The position is just getting fucked over, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Pacheco's made it ten times worse. So I imagine all your big boys, all your sick ones, your McCaffreys, your Ecklers, your Josh Jacobs, hate that guy, because it just shows, but... They're good, I think There's a lot of people, there's a lot of running backs In this class, and they're all going to fall Because of positional value, but then when we see One go, we'll see Lords go I think there's going to be a run on them, whether it's in the third In you know, the second, the fourth We'll see one running back go, and then we'll see About six go In the next 13 picks And there's a lot of Really talented running backs But obviously the league's not seeing them that high If we're talking about getting oh maybe 12 receivers going in the first two rounds, or a running back not going until the third, middle of the third, kind of showing where teams are putting their priorities.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants start that run.
1: Like when and who is? Um, I mean, I could
2: see him taking, like, I don't know, I think if a running back falls, if the running backs fall to, like, the fourth, nobody's taking running backs in the fourth I can see the Giants going and taking a stab um, but I don't see the running back from Texas going down that far that's who I'd, I'd have us getting um, but to be honest I've not really had much of an eye on the running backs just yet because it seems to be like, like we're saying it's a position where I think the value of running backs now for the drafts going forward is going to be Third, fourth round, so um, I think that'll be one of them that I scout maybe a bit close to the time in the combine.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to add at all? Oh. Um,
0: just that as a Giants fan, I am utterly terrified um, by whoever we're going to draft, uh, and I'll be terrified yeah. until they have an all-pro season. I have no idea who we should take. And Mitch have been arguing for a long time, um, and there doesn't seem to be like a right answer. Like there's so much risk with everyone. So uh, Giants fans, uh, be scared, be, be afraid, be
1: very afraid. Do you get it's really like, on, <laughs> on a friend, isn't it? <laughs> do you get like called as like accomplices for a, a like murder of a career? I, you know what, um... mate You'd be surprised at what uh, what will ruin
0: and. Um, I just can't speak anymore. We
2: were like, we we were like the harbinger of Daniel Jones's downfall. Because when we first joined the Miners, every other Giants fan in the Miners was a massive Daniel Jones fan. By the time we, by the time we got our hands on it, everyone hates him now, and everyone can agree he's absolutely shocking. And this year did nothing but prove it. So maybe with the harbages of downfall for players, like as soon as you, as soon as you lose us at the Giants, we'll just we'll just badmouth you. We'll get everyone turning in the miners, and then something will happen, and you'll end up getting injured.
0: Shout out, so, by the way, Connor Taunton, Bongo, who were two big Daniel Jones supporters, Giants fans. By the end of the yeah. season, Connor Taunton was sending in AI videos of Daniel Jones looking in the mirror and seeing Osama bin Laden back. And Bongo was hoping that he got his leg broken. So I just want to applaud them two guys for, for opening their eyes and uh, yep. for jumping on the
1: bandwagon.
2: Yeah, just real hats off to them for seeing the truth.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you're able to corrupt minds like that. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a defensive mindset, if anything. <laughs>
2: There's no corruption needed. But I think what it was more like a glass-breaking moment where we were saying stuff, yeah. and then the they box. were seeing it, and yeah. going, oh, actually, maybe Mitchell and Antonio aren't stupid rookies that don't know what they're talking about. Maybe they're onto something here about Daniel Jones.
0: It's uh, more and more like a cult.
2: Uh, yeah, it is a bit of a cult, to be uh, fair, isn't it? And <laughs>
1: can't imagine you like the fucking... Uh, in the fucking original Spider-Man films where Goblin, like, he's looking in the mirror and Goblin's talking back to him. That's (laughs) us us to anyone who wants to be positive.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, if you want to be positive, Mike Daniel Jones, be ready
1: for that.
0: Finished. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lie. (laughs) It's all a lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, thank you very much for coming on with me and uh, entertaining my questions. Um. Hopefully, you know, either get you on a bit closer to the draft or maybe after the draft, just see where everybody fell and like what you think of everything. Um, but yeah, th- thank you very much for, for coming on. Um, is there anything you want to shout out, even if it's maybe your future podcast called Night Boys or something like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that would get that would get uh blocked off all platforms, very
2: yeah. Very We'd be cancelled. I mean, it's,
1: it's a very, it's a very popular podcast called Shits and Gigs, so I feel like Night Boys might be able to pass.
2: No, oh, no, we'll get we'll get cancelled within a week. <laughs> a
0: week, a week. Oh, a genuine, just having, genuine a let's week. Have a, let's have a drink. talk cancelled. Police yep. are involved. No one wants to yep. us. Um, no, we won't just, be allowed uh, to play thanks. Britball again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, just thanks for having us. Uh, pleasure as always.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Nice
1: one. No worries. Thank you very much. Well, um, yeah, again, uh, I'm Smith, which is uh, at DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. So the guy who isn't here is Greg, which is on, at unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, and at Brick Cave Blitz on both social medias. Um, I believe he got you guys to say uh, Brick Cave Blitz last time, so I don't know if you want to shout that again. We oh, just, this is going to go at
0: the right time between us. No.
2: I don't think we do a countdown. I think we just sort of add a bit. We're like, we'll just we'll just make a judgment call, go silent, for quiet for a bit, and then do it. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. brick Bricklay. Oh no, I am brick, making brick it up. Brickhead Blitz. <laughs> Bricklay. <head> blitz. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not slightly early after it afternoon, boys. Yeah. So
1: that stays like smashed that. that great. Absolutely great.
2: smashed it. We wanted it that.
1: Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>